0: It's a time for homecoming time, baby, and football and everything and Thanksgiving and thanks for chanks and and breaking it down. That's uh, about as good as it's gonna get. Uh, Ken Allen, again, welcome back to the Traumedy Podcast. I'm glad you could attend because the lecture is in session, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Traumedy anniversary. We've been doing this since 2012, so this is five years. Happy anniversary, everyone. So glad you could join me on my little endeavor to make the world better, one ridiculous EMS podcast at a time. We talked to some people. We've had a great time along the way. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, I am as of november 3rd this year one year clean and clear of cancer so a second anniversary one year through it and i did it and we did it together i can't believe it and i'm healthy and the mri came back saying uh nothing new things look better and i'm uh just about as happy as a clam in a casino but wait a minute those (laughs) oh man do you get it do you get it do you realize i'm (coughs) a little bit under the weather but i'm feeling uh good in heart and mind if not in throat and um gullet and that's okay everybody's got something going around and i'm not gonna let it get to me but it, it does feel good to uh, have made it another year and just to fucking stick it in the face of cancer and just go, didn't get me this year, motherfucker. Ha ha, Ken Allen's back, baby. He's feeling good. He's drinking smoothies and going to yoga. That's what I did today. I I went ha- hard and heavy in the uh, in the gym at the firehouse. And uh, I threw around some weights real quick. Just, just threw, you know, like 240 uh, bench. It's nothing big, but I'm getting there. And then uh, did a little, did some, did some aerobic uh, squats with some weights with 75 pounds on my back. And I'm trying to get back. I, I'm telling you, like I'm still, fl- I'm still ailing a little bit. And like fires and things. Um, luckily, I haven't been on anything too exhausting. It's just been a little, uh, you know, rumen contents, something inside a flue of a kitchen, and. Nothing. Uh, a few wildland things and I want to mention this if you don't have a saline flush uh, my my boy and girl firefighters out there, please go out and buy one of those saline rinsers like a netty rinser, uh, but one you can squeeze because I came back from a wildland fire uh, not too long ago and, and felt congested and said I gotta flush this out whatever's in there and I shot Snots of coal. I believe I've told you this before, but nobody's doing this. So we need to take care of this stuff. These are things I'm now bringing to the cancer board. So let me tell you a little bit what about what's going on with the uh, with the cancer foundation for San Jose. There is none as of right now. A lot of people talking, um, and I can't hear a word they're saying because I have headphones in and. Um, no i'm kidding there, there there's a lot of ideas there's a lot of proposals for it but because of my background the fact that i spoke with uh, tony stefani all those years back and got some cancer initiative things going for san jose 2 years ago they want me to spearhead this thing and they, and i i mean i more or less jumped and and volunteered myself to do it it's not that they said you're the greatest and we want you there although they did say we appreciate it immensely they they said yes when I said, "Hey, you—you you know, I wouldn't mind doing this." So, uh, <coughs> so I'm trying to gather as much intel from San Francisco, who has been doing it for 11 years and has extensive contacts and contracts and um, con flex on their um, shalen sacks. That's a girl I know. Hi, Shaylin. I don't know. You probably don't even listen to this, but um, anyway, yeah, so they uh, they already know a lot of tons of people. They have doctors. They have um, foundations uh, within foundations, and they have hospitals they can contact. They have studies going, and I, I just want to kind of meet as many people that they can introduce me to and get the company moving quick, get the foundation going on their backs and they have been more than helpful and willing to do that. I went to one of their meetings not too long ago and they said, hey, why don't you just come by and um, and see how, you know, see how the, um, what do they say, how the, how the sausage is stuffed, you know, how they prepare this, um, how they just run the business. And um, so I was able to sit in on the, one of their meetings, the division of training, met everyone there, very friendly, very open and willing to get us off the ground running. So I'm excited to get the Cancer Foundation going. And what it's going to entail is things like that. Public service announcements to the firefighters saying, do you guys not have any kind of thing to flush your nose out? We know how bad it smells in our hair for days and days later. What do you think it's doing to the sinuses? Oh, it doesn't cause cancer? Guess what? You bet your ass neck it does, because I got it, baby. And uh, I didn't appreciate it. And if I had had something to flush it out and someone to tell me that that's a, a real option and that's something I should be maintaining and, and, and watching for, I would have, or at least it would have been in the back of my mind to take care of it. So that kind of stuff. Documenting the fires. Documenting the exposures we go on. Guess what I just found out the other day? City has lost all of the electronic reco- records of all of our exposures hmm interesting so unless you downloaded it you burned a hard copy on a printer it's nowhere to be found under exposures now that doesn't mean that you can't backtrack it through your fire uh list of fire histories because every fire department has a list of the fires they go on and there's like electronic logs but you have to go through it that way rather than just going exposures go to your name you know, and filing it up that way. You have to do it the other way. Now you have to actually go pick and choose. Remember the fires you were on and find that stuff after you've done everything else. Listen, no one is going to help us unless we help ourselves. And that's the goal of the, uh, of San Jose fire, Fa- uh, cancer foundation. So that's setting that up, get some public service announcements out there for, for everybody. And, you know, and then find a way that they can navigate through the, um, Workers' comp and disability, if and when they um, get cancer, which was a, it was just me fumbling around in the dark. It was like I felt like an earthworm in the middle of you know some rocky soil, just poking around until I finally found some w- way to go. You know, um, talk to this person who said well, I don't do that anymore, but talk to her and she may. And oh yeah, I did do that. You know what? Try and contact so and so. And, you know, within a few months, uh, I was finally on track. But just having to deal with that through your sickness um, is no fun task. And I couldn't imagine if I had children and a wife and everything else during that period of time to go through that. So, listen, I'm going to take care of that for you, okay? And we're going to try and get as is, is streamlined a process for you so that when this happens, uh, you get the same experience that I got from San Francisco when I called up Tony Stefani and he went, Yeah. Well, that sucks. Here's the four steps right here. Go try and you need to find this person, this person, this person, this person in San Jose. So that's your first goal. Let's just find that out. As far as anything else we can do for you, I'm going to point you towards these doctors. They're the uh, experts in their field. And they're going to point you in the right direction as to what kind of treatment and where you should get it. All right. You're going to beat this thing, man. You got this. Don't sweat it. We'll be in touch, and if there's anything else we can do for you, um, don't hesitate to call. And then they would just call. And they would just call anyway. So we need uh, that kind of thing. And that's what I want to do, is just be there for everybody else. Hey, I told you. I I, I gave that presentation to the city, and I I said that to them, to every firefighter there. "Uh, You guys saved my ass when I was uh, broke. You donated time voluntarily out of the kind of, you know, hearts. And uh, uh, I will forever be in your debt. And I will forever, out of the kindness of my own heart, do whatever I can to help you out. So that will be the next step. And um, provided I stay healthy enough, you know, I, I'm going to do uh, both jobs and kick ass at it. And, uh, and, and find some real answers here and, and, and get stuff going for you. Okay, so that's the Cancer Foundation. That's the Cancer Foundation? Okay. That's the worst Irish accent I've ever done. How the fucking shite all that? That's the worst fucking accent I ever heard. That's just a close second. But well, I, I'm sure there's a few people out there that uh, um, are angry with me for that for that terrible, terrible Not that I did an Irish accent, not that I'm being racist, that it was such fucking shite. And I apologize. Um because I could do it better, but just not. But, but it's, it's going to be on the right, uh, at, you know, at the right time anyway, you, you know. You're going to be able to pull it off uh, in the midst of the, the moment. And so that's what I'm trying to do, though. Can't you see? I don't know where that's from uh, in Ireland, but it's, it's someone uh, there, right? That's, that's, uh that's Patrick O.K. Clavin's head from, uh, Clan Baronhood out for a night stroll just to I look at the moors and so forth and then pick and throw rocks at the old sheep. All right! What the hell? Would you believe I'm driving in this, uh, manic state? I'm totally sober, by the way, and just driving around. So, what, what is to come? Now, it's Thanksgiving last week and I would have gotten this out last week, but, uh, this is what happened. The uh, the recorder died, couldn't get my recorder to work and finally got that to work and then my computer died and had to drop off my computer and I ended up throwing in a solid state hard drive. I'm not bragging, whatever dude. So you know, some of you guys have like one of those spinny things, that's cool. That's cool, they totally work. But like us professionals, we're gonna have a solid state hard drive. You know what I mean? It's just kind of instantaneous. It's like it's faster than time itself it's weird. It's like a black hole or something like, well, like time speeds up or something around it, whatever. And it's going to make everything better. But, um, your hard drive cool too. So I got that finally installed. And now what I have to do is, uh, I had to reinstall all of my data because my original hard drive was corrupted. And now I got to do it. Anyway, I had to do all that stuff. And that's why I'm showing up and giving you this to you on the last day of November, but I'm still giving you one on November. Um, I'll be gone to November. Gone. I don't even like that guy when it came out in the first place. But I'm gonna sing it because what the hell? I'm, I'm. You know, what I'm realizing I'm not sure if I'm funny at all, but I, I try and be manic, and try and run over myself to see if that you can't tell that I'm not funny. So um, I'm calling myself out right now. I'm putting myself on um, notice. You're not funny, bro. You know, work on it. And I'm going to work on that in the new coming year. I thought about doing some improv groups. I'm not joking. I actually have. What the hell? Uh, You only live once. And I almost didn't. And I almost died painfully. And that's a scary thought. So, um what's cool is like i was talking to my brother the other day and he goes you know it's not going to be the same way as it was before it they'll see something and they'll be able to bing get after it real quick you know it's not like that going and backtracking we found the mass now we have to see how far it, it has extended if it's metastasized through your body and that just black fear uh that your body is infested with something for you know days um I, I won't have to go through that, most likely, for many, many years until they stop doing the um, the biannual MRIs. So that's good. So um, it's a good feeling to know that you're alive in this world, but also know that I could wink out in the breath of a heartbeat, just like I went out for the surgery. And you just you stand there and you're like, okay, I guess I'll count down from 20. Kenneth, wake up. Huh? Ow, my arms. And you're awake again. And if I had died on the operating table, that would have been it. That would have been it. It would have been twenty, and that was all. And I wouldn't remembered that I remembered that. So it's weird when you start to confront the present and you're, you're at the precipice of your consciousness. Like right now, listening to this. You are driving or you're at work and you're, you're, you're taking in information, cogitating it, thinking about another, you know, something to elaborate on it maybe, you're thinking about your own experience in this, and then you're going, God, what that is. And then guess what happens? The recorder stops halfway through, and you do another 40 minutes talking, and you realize it didn't catch any of that. As eloquent and as brilliant as I was, All of those things that I said are lost. They're gone. And now I'm sitting here (laughs) so pissed off. But guess what? Maybe that was supposed to happen. Maybe I was just blathering on like a moron. And all those things that I said was just not me being in the present. It was me being in my own head. I obviously didn't realize that the phone had cut out. And that I had lost all of those things. So... There's something to be said about this point where mm, you're here and now, and that's all you get. You may go out in a lot of pain, or it may just go out like a light. Just like I went out, counting down from 2019, and then, hey, I'm awake, and everything hurts because I was Pinned to a table for 11 hours, or you might, you know, go out really scared. Oh man. You know, or you, I hate to think about that stuff. Oh man. Or I'm pain or something. I hate that shit, but you know what? It's real. It's life. And if you just look at it and you go, that's what it is, then that's how I'm going out. Motherfuckers. And you face it, you face it. That fear becomes exhilaration. There's no reason why you have to be afraid of shit. No reason. No fucking reason. No matter what. Somebody's trying to kill you. Fuck them. They got you finally pinned down. All right, then fuck them. Look them in the eye. All right, motherfucker. You got me. Good. Okay. That's it. Pain and fear. That's the dark side of the force. Acceptance and exhilaration. That's the Jedi way. Okay, we got that coming up. So we got that movie coming up. I'll bet you that's what Luke says to him. You know, I think that was a quote already from The Last Jedi that I must have heard. So uh, you, you have, you know, there's two ways to face life. You can be afraid and scared of pain and shying away from it. Or you can have that same feeling in your gut and call it exhilaration and say, this is good. I'm going to uh, face this head on and see what happens. And I'm gonna get my heart broken and I'm going to face and give as much out as I can along the way. And I might just stick the landing perfectly. Chances are I'm going to land on my knees, do a double cartwheel, break my nose in the process, slide to the ground and say to uh, the, And, uh, which is my way to do it most, more often than not. My, my way is, uh, I come in, I come in like, like a, a wrecking ball. (laughs) Wait, that's a song. (laughs) No, I don't. I come in, a wrecking ball comes in and destroys my, my whole foundation. Right? Like if you were to watch me land, I'm not Superman. I'm the greatest American hero. But, and that's my artwork is like, it's not, it's not beautiful. Boy, it's great. You know what I mean? Like, it's got... It's got... Its, it's it's definitely me. You know, I don't know. Great. But you know what I'm saying. It's pretty... It's, it's great. Well, thank you, Kenneth. All right. Well, you deserve it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Might as well just talk to myself in this thing, since I'm sitting in my car. And, uh, and really, I'm just talking to my phone. So, uh, but that's the idea, is you got this one life to live. You don't know how this is going to go out. Well, just rah, like that. Just give me your war cry and see how you stick the landing. And even if you roll and barrel on the ground, you're still gonna either make people laugh around you and they're gonna be endeared to you. If your artwork is just that they're like, dude, that was ridiculous, they're gonna be like, dude, that was ridiculously awesome. I wanna be like that, I wanna do that, I wanna have that courage to do that. Um, So what I was also talking about is the fact that my sister is this amazing artist now and she's drawn all these things. She's watercoloring. So when I was off, this is one of the things I'm so grateful for. Um, I wanted to thank Allison because she, uh, when I was off on, uh, on disability, she's like, you got to get out and do something. We got we to hang. Let's go do yoga or something. And I was like, I'm exhausted. She's like, do you think you could do yoga? Well, I'll give it a shot. And I did it, and it smoked me. It kicked my ass. I couldn't swing it, you know, and I, and I just like, OK, I'll just just keep doing it with her. And it was just a time for her and I to hang out. She had started to watercolor at that point. And through the course of then and now, she's she's become this amazing artist with a cool eye. So like I have a picture of like a feather in the house that she drew, two feathers. And it's a good picture. I have it hanging up. I, I love it. It's just, it's my style. And then she starts sending these cool pictures of, like, the lagoon with an egret there. Pretty sure it's an egret. I don't know. It's it's a kick-ass, long-legged bird for sure, you know? And you can tell it is. And I'm like, dude, this is really good. And then she just sent me the other day, one in a, like, it's a drugstore with a cat sitting in the middle of the hardwood floor. And you can, like, feel the hardwood floor. It's got texture to it. You know what the cat's thinking in his head. And I just burst out laughing. I was like, I fucking love this. Why aren't you selling these? Do you want to sell them? Do you want to like do anything with these? And she's like, I'm, right now it's just the art. I'm just curious into the art form. And I like this. Uh, I like being able to do this. But what I'm really angry about here is that I had this beautiful dissertation about how incredible she is at this and the beautiful thing about it though, from what I can now scrape off and, and I'm gonna make this beautiful with it, is that she, she's, she's learning now like these little textures and, and then, but what's it gonna mean to make the next step? You're gonna have to start doing Perspective, and are you gonna, you know, pers- and then are you gonna be using different types of paints, different types of watercolor paints? What happens when you mix these? And then what's your, what's your uh, subject gonna be? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is starting not to be fun. And at that point, it's like, do you wanna keep pushing through this? Or what, what is this exactly that you want it to be? Is it a passion? Is it, is it, is it an outlet? Is it both? Um, and you know, I think she's going to start doing that. I think anybody who follows any, any trajectory ends up doing more and trying more because in the end you realize that it's the challenge you want. It's the exhilaration in your gut that you at first would call fear and uh, discomfort. And you would be like, Oh man, I don't think I want to do this. You know what happens? I feel like I just, you know... Anyway, I had this beautiful thing that I had to say. But you don't get a second chance. So you have to fight through this. So, in the end, that exhilaration that you have is the only thing you got. It's the fear. It's the reality of pushing forward into nothingness at times, feeling around in the dark and falling and stumbling and failing. But that's all a goal towards making things better. In that book, Dune, uh, Duke Leto Atreides says to his son, Paul, as they have to move from this planet, uh, Caladan of just all oceans in this beautiful... You know, a sea, sea planet, to a desolate desert planet of Arrakis. Paul is saying to his dad, "You know, we're getting set up. They're going to ambush us. And what are we doing here? We're we're all about the ocean. We have. What are we going to the, the, the deserts for?" And his father says, "Paul, the sleeper must awaken. That part in you. That." It feels like something's falling, you know, in your gut. That that, that little ice water, that uncomfortable feeling that I'm going to go put myself out there now. That's literally like it's your body dumping a little bit of epinephrine into your system to use it for something. What are we going to use it for? You can use it and recoil and be afraid and run. Or you can use it to create and fight through the the non-existence and create something with it. You can can use it. And that's why I choose to look at that feeling of discomfort as impetus to create something, to struggle ahead in the darkness, despite how you wish things would go, right? Despite how awkward you feel you're building muscle in that void you're shadow boxing in the dark if that's possible i guess you need a little you need one light to shadow box you need you need one literally one light so you have one shadow but you have to be shadow boxing and that's what we're doing we're building our muscles by uh our mind muscles our heart muscles are a way to find a way to pull that you know literally i'm like holding my hand to the solar plexus and like finding that void there and like i want to push it out and create this thing whatever is that subconscious thought in my head that i wake up from a dream and i have a little morsel of it the only way i'm going to get that thing fleshed out is if i use that part in my heart and soul to, to to push it out And to work on it on a canvas or in my case, in a podcast or in a song where I have to sit there and go through a whole litany of chords to try and find what's the progression that I want here for those words or what words do I want for this cool progression? It's one way or the other. Or you get through playing for a day or two days on the same thing and you just go, none of that is right none of that is right and there's this frustration and there's and there's this fear and there's just this feeling of wasted time but then also suddenly you you've learned something through that process and then the next song just comes out of nowhere where you're driving down the street and you're like what's she saying hang on and then I'm I'm looking at traffic, going, I gotta pull over, I gotta pull over. I have to write this down and then go back to the house. And a song comes pouring out of nowheresville. And it's you know, Judgment Man, or it's uh uh Leaders Lament or uh what's the other one I keep thinking it was, you know, one of the uh uh dream uh, what was that time and distance which came at literally i wrote it on one take because you spend the discipline to do those those things together you you you're disciplined enough to work through the hard times then the songs come so um that's part of my artwork it started off with beginner's luck it started off like oh i'm i'm actually pretty good at this oh i can write songs and people will listen to them At least I thought I was good, you know, then. And then when you get better and you go, I'm not, I was not good at all. I was horrific. But it was, I had enough confidence and enough know-how, I mean, about how it worked that I was okay at it. That I was like, oh, he knows what he's doing. But in order to be great, how much time and energy am I going to put towards it? And that goes for anything in life, right? If that goes for you being a musician, yeah, well, you want to be great at it? Then you got to work at it like a job. I mean, get up, get up at six. Go work out maybe. Go sit and write and write and write and play and then go through all the practice. Go through your chord progressions. Go to classes. Talk to people. Start networking. Get an agent. All of a sudden, you're like, well, I guess... I am a musician, I'm just not getting paid. Okay, I'm getting paid to play some places, I'm just not getting paid enough to support myself. And that's where I got stuck, and that's where I went, I I need to support myself, and never move forward. Now maybe I don't have what it takes to go forward, maybe not, but I keep doing this, and my body keeps wanting to do this thing, so if I don't, I will die thinking I should have done more, which is the scariest thing for me is dying with that regret. I should have done this. I should have done that. And if you die with regret, man, I mean, that might be the reason why if there is an afterlife and there's reincarnation would come back. You're like, I want to give this another shot. But like some people are like, Hey, and you know, I'm under the uh, uh, mindset that is it get it out and get it done. And then face whatever you got to face on your deathbed, okay? So uh, I, I I think I think that makes some 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 sense tonight. <laughs> I'm still trying to pick through what I might have said on the earlier part of this thing because after I lost good good additional twenty minutes of this thing, but um, there's just something beautiful about. Taking what's in the head when you wake up and pushing it out through the void and Making something of nothing And saying see this I painted this you like that song I wrote it I Did everything There's that's me and you can have that you can have that everybody can have a little bit of that a little nug A little taste a little morsel you know what I mean? A little Ken morsel. And um, I was likening it to a nice big chunk of... At times corny, but nutty. And just a solid, you know, piece of fucking compacted artwork. Um, you know, because everybody loves to smell their own shit. What's up? But that's really what it all comes down to. We're all just turning decayed matter at the end, right? But the end is like, I remember that guy. He was awesome. I remember that girl, she was hilarious. Look at the way that person painted. We got it here, this was theirs, they made it. And that's what they get to take away. And maybe in the ether, this lives, this podcast lives. And we, we don't blow ourselves into extinction. And we can still archive this information so that my great, great grandkids, if they find out their great, great grandfather had a podcast. They can listen back and be like, Oh my God, he was such an intelligent, funny guy. And like, we could tell he was really good looking and in shape too. You know, they'll be able to tell that stuff from the podcast and they'll be like, dude, he was a big swinging dick. Um, or they'll be like, can you believe that they had to talk into microphones in order to convey messages? They actually had spoken word. This was before the implant. This was before the singularity, all that shit, you know, um, But whatever, who cares? The point is, I don't want to go out with this still inside. I'm doing it one time through and that's it. And I don't want to cut myself short by laying around all day watching TV. I want to get this out. There's people that make art. There's people that watch art. I like to think that I'm somebody that makes art. And gets inspired for sure, but makes it in the end and uh, maybe people listen and love it just like maybe you're listening and loving this podcast and it's giving you a little bit of impetus to wake up that sleeper stir it it feels a little uncomfortable you want to keep sleeping everybody wants to keep sleeping when the alarm goes off but be your alarm clock and you know meet that alarm clock at least i'll do it you don't have to do it don't don't do anything you don't want to really do but you know, I know what deep, deep down I really want to do, and that's what I'm really gonna do. So I've been slacking on this podcast, like I said. I, I, I'm still getting this one out in November. It's gonna happen. So I didn't skip out on a month, but um, I've just been talking to myself. Really, I'm sitting literally in an in a BMW right now. 325 five-speed uh, inline coupe. So uh, black on black, and I'm just talking to myself. But I should be talking to more intelligent people than I I have been. And I should be giving you more quality information. Because this thing is grassroots at the least now. But it needs to become viral. And I need to become better at this. I don't need to. I want to. And I want to give you something worth listening to. So from from my heart and from my, my promise to you, is this next year, in the sixth year of the Traumity Podcast, in my second year of life, um, post um, the rebirth in the Phoenix of cancer, I'll get better people on, and we'll, I'll get really interesting people that we can share some interesting moments with, and I can stretch my brain and cause them to maybe uh, look at things a little differently and really to teach me more about humans, about uh, about the cutting edge of medicine, about where we're headed in the society and wh- what's going to happen, hopefully, if we don't um, all dissolve in nuclear winter, which I think is, well, we'll see. We'll see. But if that happens, I got this podcast out, motherfuckers. What did you get out today? I'm already ahead of you. All right. Boom. One point, Ken how many points you remember if you got it well, all, by all means use it happy thanksgiving thank you everyone for sharing this with everyone and remember um i love you and i'll talk to you soon